Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Marple, and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and reevaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. We believe space is psychology, and it informs the way in which an audience interacts and reacts to what is presented to them. We create uniquely theatrical events in bespoke sensory performance spaces crafted to encourage curiosity and grant the audience permission to commune with the play. Now that that space has moved online, how can we encourage interaction and action amongst an audience virtually? The Theatre Brothers produces plays that both welcome and challenge the audience. We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. On the podcast today, joining from Melbourne, Australia, are Booty Miller, co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others, and myself in Puebla, Mexico. The Theatre of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary, and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? How you going? I am doing all right. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm really good. Why are you really good? <laughs> I'm out of the closet. I've come out of the closet. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, modern technology, my damn technology. Well, you That's know, right. it, it would have been nice if you would have told me that I had this technology. In, in my in my in my reach. So so folks, what you, what you can't see right now is that Booty is no longer in his closet. He is in his office with a really good microphone and in a comfort zone that he's he knows and is is uh, used to. And uh, hopefully, it's sounding good in your ears right now. That's what we're hoping. Yeah, I want to apologize for some of those really horrible recordings that we had. <laughs> <laughs> that poor, our wonderful interview with, with Sarah Victoria, I was like peeking all over the place. I had no control over or of anything. I couldn't even see how loud I was or any of that stuff. So now I'm <laughs> and it's funny because now we can actually, but I look, I was really into being in the closet. I, I thought that was our niche. I was in the closet and then like, you know, we could talk about it. And then one day we'd go like on video and then people could see me in my closet. And now I'm just like any other YouTuber now. I just look like a normal YouTuber. <laughs> I mean, you can move your desk in the closet if you want to. <laughs> That's what Ooh, you want to do. Well, you know, this is the thing. This is the thing. I want a house that where I have a house or I have a closet big enough that I can actually have an office right, in exactly. my closet. We're That's all looking forward to your uh, attic closet podcast. Dream. Studio. It's a dream of mine. It's a dream yeah. of mine. Have, <laughs> honestly, if I could just like live in my closet, I would be a happy person because I just love looking at my clothes. <laughs> I love my clothes. Just looking at them, not wearing them out <laughs> in the public, just looking at them. <laughs> Well, it's a collection, you know. It's like going to the museum. Mm-hmm. It's going right, to Booty's exactly. collection, Booty's museum. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the, 
why did you tell me about this? We, I've had this road mic. I even, I even complained about this road mic for how yes. long? For yes, months on end. Which is exactly why I didn't tell you about this. <laughs> oh. I had, had, had to work you up to it. Had to get you to the point. But oh. now you see. You see how easy it is. You're going you're gonna to hear the quality sounds so lovely. Oh, my God. The audience is going to love the dulcet tones that are happening right now. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think you need to explain to our listeners why I hated this microphone so much. All right. So, and to warn off. them if they want to get, get, go and get themselves Right. Loaded. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Folks, um, if you're uh, this last year, you've probably been teaching online or you've been taking classes online or you've maybe done a digital production of some, some kind. And you all know that uh, the in, in made uh, microphone and speakers in your computer, they suck. They're not built for what we've been doing for the last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Everybody's been trying to figure out, like, how do I get a really good performance mic for this, you know, uh, medium that we're using? And we, as, we in the company, we invested in these mics called, uh, what are they called? The Rode? What's the, the name of them? They're, they're our Rode, R-O-D-E, Rode. It's, but yeah. I don't know like, the exact... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, don't worry about it, because we're not, we're not uh, promoting this at all. <laughs> Rode is never going to pay us. Uh, they should pay us for having to use their mics for the last year that we've used them for. So we got them for our production of uh, Limb from Limb in mm. January, because I, I wanted the actors to have full freedom, range of motion, uh, to move about their space, and not have to worry about being picked up and heard audio-wise. So... Uh, we invested in these $500 mics for all of our actors all over the world. and um, <laughs> That's and $500 right. each, not $500 total. Yeah. $500, $500 each. each. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and they're beautiful and they're great and they're so tiny, you can just wear them on your collar. And they don't come with any kind of cable that plugs into your computer. So then you've got to go get, then you have to buy another cable. You spent $500 for these microphones, but there's no cable <laughs> that attaches this wireless mic to <laughs> your computer. So then you have to buy this cable, but they, they don't, don't tell, tell you which cable, cable to, to buy. buy. Exactly. So then you buy a cable and you try it out and then that's not the right cable. So then you got to go buy another cable. Oh my God. Well, and we have to also remember that we're in COVID. So that means that I yeah. can't go to the store and buy this thing. Right. So I'm no. literally so, sitting and ordering things that like maybe it's like a 15 minute like car ride that takes yeah. me weeks, a month to get this freaking cord that is not even the right cord. Isn't even right. It's not even the right cord. So Amazon sent like four different cords for <laughs> us to finally, like we had to get a cord that goes into a cord that goes into another cord, <laughs> even though there was probably one cord that did it all. Uh, but then it, it finally worked for the production and it sounded lovely, but it was just like, fuck this microphone. <laughs> but wait a minute. I'm, my, my other thing is like, but the biggest thing is like, Thomas always had the right cord. What was the misinformation? Why did we never... How did we not understand why Thomas's cord worked? And we kept ordering the wrong cords. And Thomas was... (laughs) His first cord. Everything was working. Karina's first cord. Everything was working. My cord never works. Oh, I think, you know... It was just... just it was just Australia. It was just uh, you guys in Australia. That's what it was. I don't know. I think it was a little bit of dyslexia as well, you know. Yeah, but they could have also done a better job of helping everybody out to know. Like, how how can you be so irresponsible to say, like, here, here's a microphone. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you how to make it work. Here's just here's a great microphone. Figure yeah, it out. I think that's pretty shady. I think that's also really <laughs> shady that they don't even provide the, the equipment. It's yeah. like, why not just let us pay the little extra, what was it like? seven dollars i mean it was 
it's like a little attachment. Um, and we're not, I, I think I'm purposely not, it's even saying what the cord looks like because I want you to go through that hell too. I want you to no. figure out what that cord no, is. No, no, don't, don't get this microphone. It's not worth it. I mean, the, the sound quality is great. It's, it's lovely when it does work, but just no, don't do it. Just get something else. I don't want Road to get any more money. Yeah, but it works well. It <laughs> does, you got, I know. If it you does. have to move around and stuff, except when you need to raise your arms, remember? Uh, yes. Uh, God. You talk about ruining the sound when like just yeah. just moving and raising my arms, you know, you know, doing a, a theatrical thing. <laughs> yes. Yes, when when the microphone comes in contact with your neck, that's when it's not as fun. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's that's when it's not cute. That's when it's not cute. That's when it's not cute. Yeah. So how is married life? Uh, lovely. We just got back from Mexico City on our little mini honeymoon. Ooh. Just got back uh, about an hour ago. And Mexico City is still, it's just stunning. It's amazing. <sighs> I want to live there so badly. I know. I love it too. Well, you can always live there now that you're married to the Mexicans. Yeah, it's true. The Mexicans. Yeah, I'm married <laughs> to the Mexicans. Yeah, I'm, I'm polygamous now. Um, well, you marry one Mexican, you marry them all. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I'm, I'm part of a Mexican family now. Yes, you uh, are. Married life, married life is lovely, I suppose. I, I don't know if it's too different than it was last week, but... Uh, what feels different? It's, it's, um, fans saying we're married like every 30 minutes or so that's that's different um and what does that feel like in your body when you hear that uh there's a part of me that's like yeah and but there's also a part that's like really nice nice and warm like a bath so that's okay i am enjoying yeah, that's, that that's, that's the thing that's the thing that's the thing it's that warm um, bath that you can't tell anyone what it feels like until you actually experience it I, I am enjoying saying wife. This is my mm-hmm. wife. Which is crazy, crazy and weird. But it's nice, you know, it's like, right? Yeah, it's okay. I, I am enjoying wearing this ring, though. That is that's something like I'm not a big jewelry person, but like mm-hmm. it just it just fit really nicely, and I've just it's just great to kind of have it. And I love seeing it on her hand. That's mm-hmm. also really nice as well. The so. symbol it's the symbols are amazing. And look, it's it's actually not a jewelry person either, but he takes great pride in his wedding rings. Yeah. He has two. <laughs> yes, because you, I know. <laughs> no, because this is because, because he's married to you. Yes, exactly. Because he's married to me. <laughs> well, he's got yep. he's got the the simple band, and then he's got the really nice one where you know we had it designed and with the with the diamonds that my mother donated. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and but but he, he and he likes to wear them both. He, he's he's into it. He's you know nice. he, it's it's yeah. it's that. And I think that's that's the thing about marriage. It 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 brings men to their knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And 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 it's it's not even about ownership, but I because remember when Action and I first got married, um, they had just passed um, the gay marriage uh, across the yeah. whole country in America, and that's when I you know I was in Bali when that happened. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god! Actually, we can get married in California now. We have to go. We have to go. So it's like you know, that's when the big event happened. But then, so like people hearing uh, a person of same sex talk about another same sex person as their spouse was next to never. So like, and I made it a point because you know me, you know I love to rattle the cage. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, whenever I would introduce him, I would always with pride introduce him as my husband. Or if I was in a taxi, I was, I, they were like, "Oh, so you have a wife?" I said, "No, I don't have a wife. The, the, you're married." I said, "Yeah, I'm married. I have a husband." They're like, oh, "You have a husband?" Oh, and and there'd be a pause. 
Yeah. And then they'd go, oh, that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it was, it's just really fun to watch the synapses just misfire for a bit and go, wait, uh, wait a it, minute, huh, what? It, it, what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And now it's just like, you know, eh. it's like peanut butter, baby. Jelly yeah, and peanut butter. butter. <laughs> it's so passe now. Yeah. Do it again, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, but, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's one of those, those symbols that when you, do you find that when you uh, have, that you have this ring now and, and as this jewelry, you know, with this costume, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. is, is it one of those things that like, do you feel different when you wear it? Like, are you a different person when you have that particular symbol on your body? Does it change your body? I don't think so, but I don't know. Like outside, I can't see outside of myself to see if I am acting differently. Um, I am aware of it. I see it, and uh, when I'm with her, I think I'm aware of both of our rings and maybe like what it's giving off. But I don't know. I can't tell if I am a different person or not. <laughs> well, you I know, feel, I can feel the transition coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, you know, a, a, a ring is a symbol, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not a costume. It can be, it can be part of a costume piece for, for an mm-hmm. actor, but there are way stronger ways of incorporating character um, and really giving an actor an opportunity to feel what transformation really feels like. And what would that be, Adam? Well, it I feels like you're talking about like 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 a mask of some kind. I don't mm, know. Mm, yes, a mask, mask work, masks. Yes, mm. I, I think that sounds like a really good topic to talk about today. Don't you think? I think you could talk forever about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could. Yes, I could. And it's funny because and you said it was weird. Like it's. It was it was my niche and has been my niche for so many moons, mm. but like it's it's evolved in my understanding of of where it exists in the body and how it translates um, from other different ways of working and what parts of the brain and the imagination are being activated. You know, especially especially having to uh, change things around because of COVID. You know, we, mm. I can't work with masks right now because of the safety elements, you know, right. the Spring. safe operating procedures, spread. right? You can't, yeah. Yeah. you can't, if you're going to have a prop, you have to, they have to use it and no one else use it. And, and with mask work, yeah. you have to share them. You know, that's, it's yeah. a whole tradition of sharing masks, you know? Exactly. It's interesting too, when we can talk about that as well about the Balinese masks and about how the, the style and the design of Balinese masks have changed because of things like uh, spreading um, disease. <laughs> hmm. um, interesting. But maybe we should take a break now that we yeah. know what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, yes. now that we had a beautiful segue into what we're talking about. So, Purple Planet, can you take it away? Come on, Purple Planet, come on, you know you got this, you know you got this. Keyword Planet. <laughs> Thank you, 
Planeta. <laughs> and we're talking about masks. Hi, and it's a it's a it's a vast concept, you know. It's um, it spans across the globe, um, using masks and through culture and through ritual and through performance and through uh, religion and through ceremony and through uh, masquerade. It, there's there's so there's so many wonderful things about masks, um, but I focus on masks specifically. For training actors, yes, I have moments where we use masks for performance. We've had masks, and um, have we had a mask in every single one of our performances, Adam? Oh yeah, we have. Uh, obviously, the man in Negligence. Yes. Uh, limb from limb. We yes. had uh, the mask at the end. And did you use it for Dionysus as well at some point? Yes, you did. You had the, the Peruvian uh, yes, mask. Yes. Yes. Hamlet. I don't think we had Hamlet, a mask though? in Hamlet. I don't think we did. How did we get? How did we get away with that? How did that happen? I don't know. How did that happen? Well, we had. There was just so much going on, and you would think well, that the, the original production we did. Remember that because we had it. On, we had it on the poster for the original production. But we didn't uh, end up using it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But and it's because we we <laughs> cut the cast down to three people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, that would have been interesting if we would have had you know what we did with. Um, the ghost, maybe the ghost in some way mm. could have could have been masked. But I think we were able to establish that with the way that we did it, um, with me yeah. playing both characters. Yeah, but but it, it's that the way that I kind of created that role was was purely from what I had learned in mask work. So it was. Do you do you think uh, now since you've broached this topic, it, it just just quickly quick diversion. Mm. Do you think that there needs to be Probably not, but do you think there needs to be some sort of distance for mask work? Because we were so close for Hamlet. Like, we were, they could reach out and touch you. Versus having some sense of, of distance for negligence and obviously for limb from limb. But in, in, in any production. No, not at all. No, most definitely okay. no. Because, I mean, well, we can go, we can look at Africa, for example. We can look at African masks and African ritual. When... Uh, um, you know, when we see the costumes, the costumes are huge and they, they're, they're larger than life. So our brains go into, this is not a real human being. This is, this is a God. And even the dancer is channeling the God. They are the God and they have that mask on, they have the mask on top and they're in different sizes and shapes. And people go up and they, they, they give money to the, the, the God. They interact with the God. And, and, and in Bali, you interact with the, with the, with the mask, the, the bandam masks, the, the clown masks they 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 come and inter- interact with you and uh i, I think it's i, I think what you're talking about is more of the <clears throat> kind of a proscenium reality of what mask is um and, well, but and even I, I at, think, even I, in japan you know they have the distance of the mask where the where the where they were like the, they would be performing to the the temple, so the temple would be behind the audience. So the audience would mm. be the temple. You would have the distance, and there was a reverence for the mask, which is different than the reverence for mask in any other culture. Because the the, the way that the Japanese care for the masks, it's 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 like it is a god. You know, you, you they yeah. wrap it, they wrap it, uh, they have a special uh, wrapping ceremony, and it's and it's cared for properly. 
And, um, but for Bali, for example, like, you know, the masks get passed back and forth and, you know, it all depends. I think it's a cultural, I think it's more of a cultural mm. thing than it is actually, uh, to bring the mask reverence and life because what brings the mask life is the body. And that's the whole reason mm. why we use masks. It's because it, in order for a mask to come alive in any shape, size, or style, the body has to come alive. And the body has to resonate the story that the mask is trying to tell. So then, maybe it's not a physical distance, but because we're talking about, I mean, if we're talking about the gods, then there's a, there is a, I don't want to say a spiritual distance, but there is a sense of otherness. Not mm. to, you know, mm-hmm, say mm-hmm, the theater mm-hmm, of others. Mm-hmm. That, but there is, some, there is something to but that. But yes, to otherness. say the theater of others. Yes, to say the theater of others. There is an otherness. Yeah. There is, because... And the- that's the distance. There's, there's, a, there's a distance of, I. oh, I am not... You know, it's the thing of, like, mask with really quotidian, really kind of everyday, banal kind of stuff, that proscenium kind of thing, that's when it looks really fake, right? That's when we see that on stage, it's like, what is that? Why are they doing that? It's the... Mm. It's the expansion just, that and the distance word, of that. I think expansion is more re- resounding than distance because one of the biggest one of the biggest um, misnomers when people are uh, considering mask work or or thinking about the mask training or uh, or um, mask performance is that you're hiding behind the mask. Right, 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 and that and that creates a distance that almost creates like an alienation, but actually. You you have the mask takes you deeper inside of yourself. It takes mm. you deeper inside of qualities within yourself that can be expressed through the physical realm. And yeah. so when we when so that when we're when we're observing someone and doing mask work, we 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 may feel a sense of distance. Like, well, that's not me. No, it isn't you because the image, especially with the really good masks, the images are so strong. They go into your subconscious. They go into your uh, it's economy, you know what I mean? It's like they, it, and, mm-hmm. and it's, and you, 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 you intuitively know it, but you can't codify it. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's a God space. You know, yeah. that's a, that's a Dochen space. That's a, that's a satsang space. That's a, that's a space of the center of, of what the Balinese call Tampadara, the balance. It's, it's emptiness. There's nothing in that space. But for some reason, we can identify it and because the image and the body are connecting and the image is pushing us outside of our linear way of understanding the world. Mm-hmm. Which is why I love Hinduism so much, because it's filled with complex intellectual imagery. You know, mm-hmm. a, a mandala uh, that you watch it, you look at a Hindu mandala of a, of a God space and it goes right where it's supposed to. You can't hold on to it. You can't, co- you might be able to move to different parts of it and say, oh, okay, that's meditation. Those are meditation beads. Oh, there's a, there's a lotus flower. Oh, the palm is up. Oh, the palm is down. Oh, there's Ganesha writing on his little rat. But when you focus in the center of the image, you can, there is, it is literally impossible to take in all of the image, each individual image. You have to take it wholly as, as one image, but it, it goes deep inside of your subconscious to where it, your body can work on the healing that the different shards of your ego are, are, might be working, working with in that moment that you're observing the image. Mm. 
I was thinking about well, this week uh, we went in Mexico City. We went to uh, Titiwakan, which is the the sun temple, the moon temple, the, mm. the, the pyramids that are outside of the city, and um, the kind of hieroglyphics is not the right term, but it's what everybody everybody's kind of using. They're they're actually also not pyramids, but you know again, <laughs> the terms we're using. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm already in Cairo. In my brain, I'm already in Cairo talking about hieroglyphics and pyramids. <laughs> but. It's, 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 is that your Cairo shade? Uh, they're they're actually not pyramids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean. They don't have. They don't come to a point. They they have a base, and their their steps is what they are. But it's an altar. But that's the thing. We want. Yeah, exactly. We want. We wanted to go to them so that we we get, we went to Cairo. We could also take pictures of both of those and have them together. Aww. Anyway, seeing seeing those hieroglyphics and seeing the the Aztec cosmogony, you know, just kind mm. of of like of trying to understand how they view the world and how they view time and all those things, and then seeing those things together and, and trying to like pictographically understand things but then when you step back and, and kind of take in the whole I, I'm, I'm i'm just kind of riffing off of what you said about hinduism of, of that same kind of thing that's how i felt this week mm. at first it was just like i don't understand this that the other and by the end of end of the week we were all just kind of like okay yeah there's a little bit of little bit of trick it's trickling in a little bit and i can start to expand my you know judeo-christian understanding of the world or my babylonian christian uh understanding of the world or my or my very western idea of what the world's cosmogony is versus then the aztec or maya idea of 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 the afterlife and the world and those kind of things and how there were so many masks there as well there were so many things of seeing they're everywhere. And, just and they're in the how... nature as well. If you look at a, a yeah. rock face, you can actually see masks inside of the rock face as well. Especially yeah. in yeah. Bali, if you're on Mount Agung, masks are everywhere in the nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, think that, I think, you know, this is a really interesting conversation because it, that when we open our, our, our imaginations up to the, what, I, what I'm now calling God space in this conversation, you know, you step back that distance that you're talking about, you're stepping back and you look at the hole, <laughs> you fall into the God space, you know? Mm. And it's, it's when we start to narrow it down and make it, make it mine, make it have mm. my value, make it have my meaning, make it have my understanding. I mean, if you, if you think about it in that way, it's like, wow, that, that's a limited God. That's a very right. limited God. You know, because if my, if my guy can only decide on whether to wear black and, and paisley <laughs> on a Wednesday. <laughs> not your God. Not, not a God for you. There's a, there's, there's a, there's an exercise that I do when I'm working with uh, viewpoints where we talk about the, the gaze of the eyes and how we see the space. And we take it, we take it through the kind of the time periods of, of theater of of kind of going like in the Greek world. If we're going to start there, and you know, let's just say that majority of acting trainings will start there, even though theater exists far beyond that. Hmm. Um, that you were performing for the gods. That you know, in the ten thousand seat amphitheater at the back were statues of the gods, and so the the masks themselves, they were you know, you weren't looking to the audience; you were looking beyond. You were looking into the universe, and then the next kind of change happens in theater where we we kind of go to let's say um, the next kind of big change in theater is mm. like the globe, so an enclosed space, and you're not performing for the gods anymore, but now you're performing for the royalty. So the the gaze, the eye comes in a little bit more, but you're still performing up for the queen or the king further out 
the next big change happens in mm. the proscenium where, you know, everything kind of shuts down and, you know, we're in, you know, Doll's House or Chekhov land and everything is, is you know, within four meters of you and it kind of closes in. And then we get to existentialism mm. and it basically becomes, you know, there's nothing beyond 20 centimeters in front of your face. You are the world. You are the universe. And that kind of, that gaze, that the eyes keep coming in and in and in. And we have been in theater, we have been retreating inside and losing that God space. And that's, it's getting really kind of boring. You know, the <laughs> reality and concepts of technology. Now we're going, it's, it's literally just going inside of our head. You know, and I think we need to go back to our ancient technology. Yeah. You know, um, Oh my goodness, I have a book to recommend. Right. I have a book to recommend. Um, um, the uh, students, I've been telling, I've been telling uh, my students to read this book, but I'm telling now everyone to read this book. <laughs> um, it's called Wonder Works. Do you know this book, Adam? No, I don't think so. Wonder Works. Um, and it's by Angus Fletcher. Angus Fletcher. Okay, Angus Fletcher, and um, he actually, I, 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 I got turned on. I got turned on to this uh, um, uh, book, but from, from our wonderful Brene Brown. You know, she'd be having some good mm-hmm. people on that show. Yeah. Um, but it, he talks about our the human being's first technology is mm-hmm. literature, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he goes through like twenty five different styles of literature and how they affect. The human being, and all, and looking mm-hmm. at the Greeks and how the Greeks created liter- they created their theater so they could deal with the post traumatic stress that was that was right. r- running rampant in, in in Greek culture and society, yeah. and um, and looking at the catharsis and looking at all these different all these different uh, rhetorical structures and devices, um, and how they affect the neurology of the human being. So he's going into neuroscience and looking at how different types of storytelling affect us neurologically. And so if we go back to our ancient technology of languaging, of storytelling, and the the first person to um, create literature, like written literature, was a woman, a young girl, you know? And it's like, of course it was, y'all. Speaking of which, oh no... And um, what? What? Melinda and Bill Gates are breaking up. <laughs> I mean, are we really sad about that? I mean, Melinda is still herself, and she's awesome. And I know, but I, I just saw them like because they were doing such good things and and being together and <laughs> she being can still do great things. things. He can still do great things. They don't have to be together if they're you know they've been together I... for twenty three, twenty four years. I don't know. It's... Uh... I, and see, that's the kind of thing that depresses me. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I digress. But like, <laughs> we're 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 in we're in technology world. We're talking, but we were just talking about your, you know, your 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 new your new entrance into married society. It's like yeah. after 25 years, you can't figure out how to figure that one out. You got enough money to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, but it's not it's not my life. I wish them well and moving forward. But like, if we just actually go back into the the roots of how we are, what well, you know, genetically designed to to connect, mm. and how that connection is being transferred, um, mask work is really good for that. 
Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, you and I have created some amazing theater just from devising work that comes out of out of mask. Right. Um, and so I think we should come back. We we'll take a break and let's not. We can let's start talking about mask because. I think we kind of had to open it up because because oftentimes what happens is, you know, I remember early on in my mass teaching, um, I had students that were highly religious um, Mm -hmm. uh, Christians and and they were like putting um, like demonism on the on the masks. And I'm just like. There's no demons in the. There's no yeah. demons in this mask. The demons yeah. are in you, baby. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is just a piece of wood. This is a piece of wood. <laughs> right. You know, it's a piece of wood that's been painted forty times. But <laughs> the right. demons are in you, my dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's come back and 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 maybe you can throw some questions at me on on different yep. ways that I use masks because you know I could just go on forever and I, I think we need a little bit more structure. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and of course, we'll, we can answer more questions when they send us questions about specific things about mask work, because I'd be happy to answer those as well. But for now, let's take a break, and then come back and talk about more masks. Take it away, Purple Planet. back we're back thank you purple planet <laughs> we're back talking about masks adam mm-hmm. hit me with your best shot well, why don't you hit me with your best shot <laughs> well let's let's start with where we left off which is how do you how do you introduce the mask to uh religious or superstitious or people who are, imbue it with more than it actually has instead of understanding that it's actually themselves i'm thinking you know you you said you said that there are those who think that you know there's a devil in the mask and i remember very early when i was an actor and i was doing mask work i had Mm -hmm. a mask that i thought brought out the worst in me and so i burned that mask and i buried it and i got another mask (laughs) wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you have to tell this story first and then we'll go from there I mean, no, it was, I mean tell, tell us why you buried the, why you burnt and buried this mask. What happened? Uh, we were. This was neutral mask. I mean, this is like how more basic. <laughs> how more basic can you actually be? But wait, 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 wait. Was it? But wait, wait, wait. Was it the pla- that white plastic mask? Yes, of course it was. Okay, so now I understand why. Continue, continue. So, uh, you know. I thought, oh, somebody made this mask and the the process and the dinosaurs making the plastic and all this. And it's just filled with evil juju, bad spirits. And, you know, we would do the mask work in class and I would be a terror. I would be an asshole. I would be, you know, just the worst version of myself that I could be. And I thought, okay, I'm... I'm feeling what the mask. I'm, 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 I'm enveloping the mask. I'm bringing it inside of myself. I need to get rid of this mask. I need to cleanse myself of this mask. So I burnt it oh, and then I buried it and I got a new mask and everything was fine afterwards. So how do you? Was move- it another plastic mask? Of course it was because that's what we were doing. That's what we were working on. I mean, it was. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like I had a Balinese trained mask, you know, maker there with me. So it's like, yeah, we're we're doing a mask class. Get your plastic mm-hmm. neutral mask from the. School library. <laughs> oh, God. So how do you move an actor past that so that they can actually 
work so that it can work for them. Oh, you just opened up a whole can of wax. <laughs> wax? <laughs> is, it, okay. is it wax? It's worms. Beeswax? Usually, but, but can you open up a whole can of beeswax? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> because if you open up a can of beeswax, you know what's in the can of beeswax. Some bees, and they're going to sting you. Okay, sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> oh, motherfucking can of beeswax. Um, <laughs> first of all, is this teacher still teaching? Uh, no. Okay. That's a good sign. Um, because. <sighs> Okay, first I gotta start talking. I gotta talk about these plastic masks before we do anything, and I think I've said it before in, in, in other podcasts about those those masks. I absolutely despise those masks. Yeah, yeah, they're horrible. They're horrible. Yeah. They're not for training. They're not for anything but throwing away <laughs> or robbing a bank. <laughs> Right, exactly. That, that's the only reason why you would want to use those masks. So any, any of you who are trying to, who want to work with Nutramask, who want to work with mask work, do not waste a penny on those horrible plastic white neutral masks. And I'm, and I'm doing the, you know, the, the bunny ears. Yeah. Um, because there's no energy or life in those masks. And the whole point of neutral mask is to take away the seduction of facial gesture and to enliven the body. Mm-hmm. But those masks are like serial killers. They look like, first of all, they look like serial killers. <laughs> they look like yeah. somebody that's going to come in and stab you in your heart and like slit your throat and eat your eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it's, they're, they're just a horrible, it's, so it's a, a horrible atmosphere. So I can understand why you probably were like, I'm evil. Your psychology or you, you, even though your, your, inner, your, your inner voice was probably just going, what the fuck? You know, I, I have nothing. I, can't, I get nothing from this. Yes. And then on top of that, there are very specific exercises within the Nutramask world that has a very clear pedagogy that starts really basic and moves to, through elemental kinds of work, moves through, uh, 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 I'm thinking of Lecoq, and looking at a curriculum where you have the repose and you wake up. It's really simple. The mm-hmm. thing about Nutramask is that what I love about Nutramask, I, could, I mean, first of all, I've got beautiful Nutramasks. I, I have two different kinds of Nutramasks. The, you know, because I, I, I had the privilege of being able to be so close to Bali So when we were living in Singapore. And so, mm-hmm. I, as you know, I was going to Bali like every weekend. Yeah. You know, the, when, I, when, I moved to, when, I moved to, when I moved to Australia and they, they wanted... They wanted to know where I had been for the past 10 years. And so I'd have <laughs> yeah. done every single place that I had gone in the past oh, 10 years. God. And we added up all the times that I had been to Bali. And I'd literally been in Bali for three years over yeah. the past 10 years. So that also made sense why my research had gone so deep and why the Balinese treat me the way that they do. And, and the lifestyle that I have when I'm living with the families in Bali. You know, that's another mm-hmm. side note. But... Um, 
the, the so I would have these masks made. I would go to the mask makers and I had I had them make. Um, I, I first wanted to have some sartori masks, and so like I took images of sartori masks to the Balinese and had them um, make some wooden masks that were like the sartori masks. I had the Balinese also try to make some leather masks. Um, um, and and that that's not their tradition. But then there was there was a. Um, a leather mask maker that married a Balinese woman, um, Pat Nyoman is his name, uh, who no longer lives in Bali, but was living in the Bali at the time. And was making, he was making leather masks and he was making them from the Italian uh, leather mask tradition. But he was also mm-hmm. taking in his inspiration and training from having trained with Idabagusanom, you know, one of the greatest mask makers to ever live. And so he had the Balinese understanding of, of making art and making um, neutral masks, which are my neutral masks are gorgeous because he he was the, the conversation that we had with him he's like the sartori masks he didn't like the sartori masks because they were they looked too alien to him they like they all kind of looked too alien mm. so and he wanted to have more more uh human features and he also wanted to have different uh human features from different cultures so he had asian neutral masks he's had african-american neutral masks he had mm. different sizes to fit different size faces so um, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and so what happens with neutral mask is when you remove the gesture of the face, the only gesture you have is the gesture of the body. Right. And there's so much information that we're giving from all the different little subtle muscles and big muscles and uh, posture muscles of of the skeleton of the skeletal system and the and the whole you know biological makeup of, of us as human beings. When you take away the face and you only have the body, there's so much information, and it's so cool because you can you can tell when somebody's putting something on and when somebody's living in something quite true to the core of mm. themselves and uh, of the action. And the, one of the things I love about neutral mass so much is that it really clearly shows you as an actor what it feels like to play an action fully unencumbered. Thank you. It's not... <laughs> Unencumbered. Here I go again, making up these words. Unencumbered. Thank you. Unencumbered by by who we think we are, who we want to be, and what we want, what we want, and just moving to an action of waking up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) an action of being fire, an action of being water. What does that mean? Being earth, being an element, Um, and 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 it. and as an audience, you're an active audience and you're identifying the things that were working and the things that, that weren't working and the moments when you felt that they were in, in, in trying to show us something as opposed to be inside something. It is such an awesome tool, but it's not something you perform with. It's a training tool. Right. You don't go and perform neutral mask. It's a and training I, tool. Yeah. And I hate, I hate the videos that you can find, you know, you can go on YouTube and find, you know, a, a first year presentation everybody's wearing neutral mask and they're oh, got God. they've got the black cubes and they're all wearing black and they've got the neutral mask and it's like no why would i want to watch this this is oh god this is bar work and ballet this is scales this yeah, is exactly <laughs> exactly yeah you know and and you know if had i had my way 
And I've and I've and I, in the old in the old days, I in kind of had my days. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think mass training is is essential for every year of your training. You know, well, that's what I was going to ask. I was I was going to say like, give give us the ideal four year, three year path for an actor with mask. Well, I think it's it 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 depends on the level of the training if if it's an undergraduate training if it's a graduate school training if it's um a training where i've it's my own kind of theater school where like you know it's it's the theater of other school where adam marple elizabeth derosa and booty miller have their own theater school and we are creating the next generation of sounds great theater artists and actors you know sounds great yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that you know so and and those are and and it's different because when you have those kinds of um limitations where you're dealing with um administration of like an institution and then you have the freedom of having your own kind of business where you can really design it it was just like you know old school you know actors uh actor studio training you know where you're looking at like the sanford meisner's or the yeah. you know the the jacques lecoq's or you know philip goyer's you know it's where it's like i've got my school and this this is the pedagogy that i i, I want to have happen Hmm. If it's if it's something where we're like dealing with an undergraduate program, okay, let's let's look at the four year undergraduate program, you yeah. know, um, in America, because it, it's three years out here. The yeah. undergraduates are, are three years, but we look at a four year program. The first year really is about um, having an opportunity to play, you know, just just play and get it in your body. So I'm looking at you know. Grotowski work, you know, and 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 your first semester, just like Grotowski, 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 you know, play, 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 play. Um, and then the second semester moving into neutral mask work. And then because I think I think Grotowski work prepares you for the kind of freedom that you can have mm. in neutral mask work. Mm. And so you've got neutral mask work and larval mask work, you know, um, those are two different um, qualities of understanding the body. Neutral mask work is going into that the, the fine refinement and, and larval mask work going into full body expressions. When, you know, larval masks are huge. They're, yeah. big, they're much bigger than the face. And so the body really has to become has to animated. Into it. Yeah. yeah. And to see how that, and see how that storytelling can happen. And these things are, you know, it goes into what you and I talk about. Like, there's no, there is no, um, there is no um, abstract movement or over the top movement. If the body can do it, then it's yeah. it's it's what the body can do. It's it's movement. It's yeah. it's human movement. Um, and then in the second year, I would start to really go into even even towards the end of the first year, going into more character kinds of play. Where you know I've got my character masks and archetypal masks and. Um, and then you have Jacques Lecoq, where you have you have Commedia dell'arte, which I think would you know works well in the second year. Mm-hmm. Um, but going along with the Commedia dell'arte and the the sense of of character masks as well, I would I would also have clown, you know, mm-hmm. clown playing a sense of clown. That's and that's that's really the most advanced. So like you kind of want to think of it moving all the way to clown. Clown being the last mask, the smallest mask. So you start with these huge masks, and you go to the the most simplest, smallest mask in the whole Just wide the world. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, and and finding a way to have you know spread it out over the over the years would be the best way to do it, as opposed to having it as a one off, but having yeah. a way to reintroduce the actor's imagination inside those places. I think is is the best way to go because yeah. you, the more an actor uh, trusts the freedom of their body, because didn't we say in the last podcast that all acting yeah. is movement? All acting, um, acting is physical theater. Yeah, all so, theater is physical. Yeah, all theater is physical. All all acting is physical. So the more opportunities you have for an actor to move outside of their pedestrian way of movement and into a more creative, fun, playful place in their imagination of the body, mm. the more the more potential you have for really exciting stuff to happen. And and honestly, the direction that the industry is moving into with all the CGI and and green motion screen capture, technology yeah. and motion capture, you have to have an imagination and you have to be fully connected to your body. How yeah. are you going to be flying in space if you're afraid to move in that way? Mm. And, and what the mask work does is it gives you permission to move in that way. And I think that's probably why, why people think that mask is something you hide behind because you can't, I, you can't see me. They can't see my face, you know, so they can't really see how I'm feeling. But they don't understand that we see how you're feeling from your body before we see how your face is trying to interpret how we are responding to how you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And that's one of the things that we as, you know, old theater practitioners huh? <laughs> we look at the body first i actually don't care about what your face is doing what's your body doing is your, are your feet connected to the floor mm. is your heart open are your you know are your arms locked to your sides do you have you have what my my, my fabulous colleague Lee mcpherson says stinky armpit acting <laughs> <laughs> the perch yeah, where you're perched you're you're leaned forward from the you're bent from the the top it's always just kind of lean forward like you're a bird perching on the on a limb yeah you know and it, it's like who cares what your face is doing if your body's telling me that i don't want that you don't want to be here mm-hmm. and oftentimes that's what young actors bodies are doing when they're trying to um uh emote from a place that is isn't telling the truth in their body if it doesn't live in your body it's never going to live anywhere else yeah and i think one of the things that happens in you know modern technology is editing fixes the worst acting you know right you just gotta change the frame close it up you know it's like what is happening with you know if i if if i'm just pulling into your eye you know who who knows what who knows is what the rest of the body is doing. Exactly. So it's the manipulation of the image. You know. So, so so if if we're thinking about this last year moving forward, how does a young actor, if they can't find a physical, if they can't find a physical class to you know work with a, a master mask teacher, how do they explore this on their own or at home or? Uh, in a zoom class like what what are the options what are the what are the possibilities that way i mean or is it something that should really kind of be held off until you can be back in in the space again well there is no substitution for mask work yeah i think i I think you just got to tell the truth on that one there is no substitution for mask work but there is an area of the imagination that the mask work um goes to quicker than any other way that you can do without mask. And the key is you have to understand image 
what an image is, how an image moves you, because the the mask is an image. That's what that's what I I tell students is that it's not a character. Because as soon as we say it's a character, we're forced to have to perform the character that we say it's going to be. Oh, it's an old mask. Oh, it's an angry mask. Oh, it's a funny mask. Or it's right. you know. But what if you don't feel funny in the mask? <laughs> Does that mean that your human experience can't be expressed through this image? Because mm-hmm. the mask says. Um, that you're not allowed to be sad or angry because it's a happy mask. No, that's why you have to cook it down and go into that God space that we were talking about earlier and, mm-hmm. and, and let the image tell you what it wants to do to your body and explore that. Explore mm-hmm. your human potential through that. And, that and, and ultimately, that's what the mask work is training you to do anyway, because it, it's training you to understand what an actor's image is. And an actor's image is one that creates behavior. And so because mask work is so quick, that's why there's no substitution for it. In the sense of like how quick it is, it's like yeah. it's like um, injecting a drug versus uh, taking a pill, right? You know, <laughs> it just goes whoop. It's like that. You you still get the medicine, but it's just not as fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's you know, and even if you take if you continue with that analogy of like you know, an ingested uh, um, uh, medication has to go through many different systems to be processed. When it's injected intravenously, it goes straight to the blood, you know? And that's what mask work is. It goes straight to the blood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and this is why every culture around the world has the semblance of mask work. You know, there is mask around the world. it's, It's what connects us to the gods. Yeah. You know, it's it takes us to God space. You know, I love I love I love that conversation we started off with because it makes so much sense to me, Adam. Mm. No, it makes sense to me. It makes me sense to me as well. It it I totally understand that. Coming from a place of having been an actor with the horrible plastic white mask and and <laughs> and feeling that and shrinking into myself and just ex- discovering my own self and then then seeing the work that you do with the mask, uh, the Balinese, being in many different cultures and seeing that kind of, as we talked about before, enthusiasm, you know, the etymology of enthusiasm, God through you, God entering you, understanding that and, and saying, no, no, it's not a shrinking, it's an expanding. I totally, I totally understand that and get that now. I love that. That's a beautiful God space. Um, okay, so... Um, You've trained in it. You've gone through your three or four years in training, um, and you've you, you have somebody that you're working with that that uh, is is knowledgeable and not giving you shitty plastic white masks to to do something with. <laughs> um, you're you're not you're not cutting corners. You're actually doing it. Um, you get into you get into a professional rehearsal or you get into a film shoot and you don't have the the training you don't have the the class anymore but you have you have what you have done what do you do how do you reconnect how do you how do you use it on your own going forward well you have to have an image you need an image for the character and then you incorporate that image and an image is anything that creates behavior so it can be something you see it can be music you play on on your on your um iPad, I was like, well, it's a Walkman, iPad, I, I <laughs> right. device. Walk, Walkman, yep. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the music you play on your Walkman. You, you, know? <laughs> you put in the 8-track in your car and you drive around. And if you want to hear the song again, you got to keep on driving. Yeah, exactly. You put in the 8-track. And for those of you who don't know what an 8-track is, listen to further <laughs> earlier earlier podcasts. We talk about the 8-track and the VHS and the DVD. VHS, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the beta. The beta max, yep. In the beta max. Um, and, or it could be something you smell. It can be a, uh, It can be something you taste. It can be a gesture in the body. But you you have to start you have to start making decisions for character. It's not. This is why I love that conversation that we had with Sarah Victoria. It's like you don't just like go. You just show up and hope for the best. It's a right. it's a training, you know. And and you have to have taken what you learned in your drama school and see how to develop it on your own. You mm-hmm. know, it ultimately is the things that you do in drama school are are to help you are hopefully to help you learn how to transfer this information into your work you're as working, an actor. Yeah. <laughs> your work your working methodology. How you're going to work. Yeah. yeah. So um and you want to really be with those teachers that acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. You know, it I, I find that teachers that don't help students with the transition between training into mm. into practical work as uh is is irresponsible mm. <laughs> and i think it also happens it, it happens for two reasons one because you know oftentimes you may only have the math class for for ha- an hour and a half a week for you know for Six weeks. It's just, a, yeah. it's just a, you know, here, this is mass work. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I think that's, that's, that's irresponsible of the administration of, of, of designing the curriculum. I think if any kind of curriculum is going to work, you need to have an ongoing relationship with whatever they're learning so they can, so they can, so it becomes an innate way of, of understanding their imagination and their body and their process of developing a role. Mm. So, um, and then the other reason why is because the ego of the teacher, they're afraid. They're afraid that they're not good enough and that what they're teaching may not work. And so the more ambiguous you make it, uh, it, it the easier it is to keep your job and to save your practice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think I think anybody's practice that can't be questioned is in detriment to mm. the research that needs to happen and develop in anybody's work. Mm. You know, I, I, I love it when my students are like, it's not working. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Great. Yeah. Why is, let's talk about why it's not working. You know, it's uh, as opposed to, oh, this works. Cause it, cause, no, no, it cause always I, works and it should be working for you. You just yeah. have to work harder. Yeah. And but the other thing is, Adam, I, I feel like, I feel like, those students, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this because I'm, I'm one of those students who just jumps, jump in head first and, <laughs> you know, understand, the, the, you know, the, the importance of the work and can get, can get the full benefits out of it practically immediately. You know, it's quite alienating for those students who are coming from a different experience where something may not be working in their imagination or in their mind thinking that it's not working, but it actually is. But then we boisterous students like myself <laughs> are like, this is amazing. Create this almost like um, halo effect where like everyone just kind of gets like brainwashed by how fabulous it is. And there's no real discussion on why it's not working for, you know, possible students that, that are, that are th- slow burners, yeah. you know? 
And it's a it's 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 a it's a weird relationship we have in the in the in the drama school acting acting room. You know, it's like you know you have lots of students in in one space, and and oftentimes with our work, it requires us to be quite introverted, yeah. um, so we can really listen to what's working internally. You know, this is why I respect all my students and the way that they process. You know, some of my students, you know, they'll come up and. They'll say to me after class something because they don't feel comfortable saying it in class. And, I'll, and I'll, I often say, sometimes I'll say, well, I'll come back with that question and because uh, it'd, it'd be good for others to hear it. Or, or I'll turn and say, yeah, that's exactly right. Or I'll have a little small conversation with them. I'll, fi- I'll feel it because you, you can usually tell when yeah. it's like something that's really deep and they want it to kind of process with you or yeah. when it's just like they just need to get the courage to speak up. Yeah. Yeah, is is this is this a speed bump or is this something that is really deep and we have to kind of unpack that? You can, you can hear that. You can hear that in the question kind of just like I'm not, you know, I I'm 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 blind to it today or um it's not making sense to me today or it's like this is never going to make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've I've been those there. Those are students. my favorite students. Yeah, oh, I exactly. love those students. It's my favorite. Yeah. The ones are like this this it's bullshit. It's never going to work. I love that. I love that because it's like, let's talk about your imagination. Let's see how your imagination works because every, imag- yeah. every imagination is different. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe how you're entering it is, it is in a way of like, I have to enter it in the way that Booty says, because if I don't enter it in the way that Booty says, then I don't have an imagination. But my imagination got me into the school. That's yeah. the thing I always have to remind them. <clears throat> your imagination got you in this room. So I know you have an imagination. So now we got to figure out where that where that valve is for you, so we can make it stronger, and so you can really tap into it. Maybe you're not a visual learner. Maybe you're a kinesthetic mm-hmm. learner. Maybe yeah. maybe you need to maybe you need to hear it. You know, that's the thing is. Yeah. So many times, you know, growing up in high school and everything else, it's like no, we, there's one way of learning math, and if you don't learn that one yeah. way of math, then you're stupid. Until you realize, like, like I've, t- I've talked about this before, like, once I realized that I was a, a visual kinesthetic learner, once mm. I got into geometry, spa- and it was about space, mm-hmm. I, understood, I, stood, I understood math. It was great. I failed Algebra 1, I got an A in geometry, and then, of course, you have to go back to Algebra 2. And so, it's like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, this is... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, stop yeah, yeah, asking! Yeah, yeah. Stop asking me to do this. The read I can't do math. Read write. I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and for the, and for those read write people, it's like because you know I'm not a read write person when it comes yeah. to my imagination. Yeah. Um, but I have students that you know when we work on like you know physical stuff and sound stuff and kinesthetic stuff, yeah. it's like flatline. Yeah. And as soon as language comes in, they have exactly. to speak and speak, everything fires. And I'm exactly. like, yep, there it is. So now you know that language is your entrance point. So now we need to figure out how to marry language with the kinesthetic. Yeah. That's the work that you want to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so that's 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 some mask work, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this, this one podcast covering all of mask work, centuries, I know, right? <laughs> millennia and cultures and religions. Yeah, we covered all mask work. Great, dust that off, mark that off the list. We've done that. Yeah, well, we're, we're definitely going to come back to this, especially if you come back with questions. So, mm-hmm. I think we should uh, take a break and um, talk about some provocations. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's take a break. Purple Planet, can you take it away, please? Purple Planet, bye!
Um, do you have any? Or do you do. want me to go first? Oh, okay. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. And this is inspired by what we were just talking about with language um, and um, being a different kind of learner. And it, I was thinking about this already, but I'm glad this, it, it kind of got in this direction. I'm going to recommend a book. And it's called, it's called Exposed by the Mask. Form and Language in Drama by Sir Peter Hall. And the the kind of thesis of the book is that mask uh, isn't just the physical thing that you would put on your face, on your head and do that, but in terms of... Um, in terms of plays, in terms of different uh, genre of plays, there's a mask as well in terms of, say, like mm. Greek drama. The chorus is the mask. In Shakespeare, the scansion is the mask. In, mm. um, in Mozart, uh, so he, he uses these four different authors. So he uses Greek authors, um, Shakespeare, Mozart, and Pinter. And he talks about the thing that their work has that you have to expand into with the language to fully do that. So, um, Exposed by the Mask, Form and Language in Drama, Sir Peter Hall. It's, um, it's a nice book. So, I wow. recommend that. It's Exposed by the Mask. That's very Excellent. good. I yeah. love that. <laughs> well, I think, I think my provocation is one in which I think, I think well, I, since we're, we're saying that mask is behavior, if we're saying that mask enlists in, in, in behavior for the actor to play with, I want you to pick an image. And an image being an actor's image. Okay, so it can be something you see, something you hear, something you taste, something you touch, something you smell. It can be a gesture in your body. It can be an impulse. Whatever it is, I want it to be a filter in which you observe the world through your other senses. But if it's not creating behavior, if it's not making you feel a certain way, it's not a useful image for you. It's not an actor's image. It's just a thought. It's just an idea. So, for example, there's a flower, and I smell the flower, and it's making me feel so wonderful inside. I'm going to go with that smell, and I'm going to use that as my filter for how I view the world. And I'm going to explore that, and then I'm going to play with some monologues from that place. And there you go. That's mask work. (laughs) That's mask work. That's what mask work does for you. Yeah. And I, I chose I chose the, the smell because smell is so dormant in us, as mm-hmm. Adam spoke about in podcasts earlier. Um and we have such a strong relationship to smell. Mm-hmm. And it can it can really activate us quickly to understanding what behavior feels like in us as well. 
So then you can you can incorporate that and as the filter in which that you see and take in the world through your other senses. How does it feel to touch something with that smell as 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 the filter? How does it feel to run around the room with the, that smell as 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 your filter? How does it make, how does it affect your eyes and how you see the world and how you hear? How, it, it, based upon that smell being the 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 navigating filter in which you process the world that's your character mm. we can, and you can you can build on that but that's a simple way of understanding the importance of mask work because when you put on a mask the whole body begins to change and and, and move in agreement with what that image is so um that's my provocation <laughs> How will they? How would they um, be able to get that provocation to us and let us know how it went, Adam? How will well, we know? Hopefully, they'll go to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. Again, speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. Theater with an R E. Theater of others, all one word. You can leave a ninety-second voicemail there. We'll play it on air. One of our knee conversation Q and As. Um, if uh, you don't want to. Do the voicemail thing. You can send us an email to podcast at Theater of Others. We'll answer it on air as well. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, even our website. We've got a... Uh, Ooh, a Instagram, Facebook see. too? Woo, yeah. yeah. So subscribe, many ways. subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe. We have so many ways of getting in touch with us. And we would love to hear uh, questions we, we've, you know... We haven't heard from some. We haven't had some questions in a while. We had we had mm. eight eight questions in our one of our in an up, upcoming episode we've got coming up. We you know we're answering some questions and it's great and we love hearing that. But it's gone a little quiet. It's gone a little dark and mm-hmm. we get a little worried. Are you still out there? You've got to have questions after today, uh, for Sarah Victoria, even for Alicia. Yes. You, yes. you know, come on, things yes. that have been brought up. Doctor D, Doctor D again. Whatever it is. Let us know. We'd love to hear and, from you. And, you know, it, it would be nice if you give us a review, you know, like my Uber driver says, five stars, please. Five stars. Five stars, please. <laughs> five stars. Five stars. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> five stars would be right. Five stars and, and maybe just some words. That would be nice. Okay. Not just Some words like, yes, amazing, yes. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Adam, I'm going to let you um, get back to your your mole princess. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My mole princess. AKA, your wife, you're married. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and um, I'm going to go off and find my husband and, and kiss him on his bald head. Oh, give, give him a kiss for me. I will. I will. And Obama sends his love as well. I can see him back there in the chair now that he's, you know, you're in your office. I can see him just cuddling there, just being all nice and quiet and being a very good boy. Yes, he's my assistant. He's the best assistant. (laughs) And everyone else, we will be back in your ears next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out, too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and time. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary, and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. 
Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.